Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. Today, I'm starting a new series titled Maniac to Messenger. The teaching Maniac to Messenger is based on Mark chapter 5 from verse 1 to 20. And I'd like to read this long passage which will inform our study for a couple of weeks. And I read, They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasens. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, For we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man, and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis, how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. The Bible describes this man, who we have read about three times in our reading, in verse 15, in verse 16, in verse 18 of the reading, that this man was demon-possessed. And the Bible describes the activities of the demon-possessed man that he was one who no one could control, who no one could contain. Not even chains could tie him down. In fact, he could not live in the town with people, but he was living in the tombs with the dead. 
He was living among the dead, though he was living. And the Bible says he disturbed the whole township with crying and shouting. And then he will hurt himself. It is based on this description of the man by the town folks of the Gerasins that I call this man a maniac. The question is, who is a maniac? In the reading, it means the Bible describes him as a demoniac. A demoniac means that's a spiritual thing, one possessed by demons. But his activities will be described on the physical as a maniac. A maniac is a mad person. The dictionary definition of a maniac is one who acts in an uncontrollable manner. But to me, a maniac is someone controlled by another force. The person's personality is not a maniac, but their mentality is a maniac. So what is this other force that controls a person? By this, I mean that every human being who has their inception, their beginnings from that same one man, Adam, is controlled by Satan. You may disagree with me. The Bible says in John chapter 10 and verse 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, in John chapter 14 and verse 30, while Jesus was giving his final message, to his followers before he would go on the cross, he said, among many things, one thing, that the prince of this world is coming. In effect, he was talking about as he was going to the cross, Satan has instigated that he should be killed and the time was near for him to die. And Jesus was saying, it is Satan's instigation that is taking me to the cross. The whole cohort of the demonic world were up against me, led by their prince, controlled by their prince to destroy me. The time was up that I should die. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 8, the Bible says, none of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So when Jesus said in John 14, 30, he was talking about the fact that the rulers of this age led by their prince, who is Satan himself, was coming against him to crucify him. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and from verse 6 before the verse 8, that the wisdom of God is mesmerizing. The wisdom of God is beyond anyone understanding, not even the prince of this world. In effect, God was saying, had the prince of this world understood that it was necessary for Christ Jesus to go on the cross, he would not have crucified Christ. So before he went to the cross, he said the prince of this age was coming. It does not mean that that was the first time Satan was coming into the world. No. In fact, when Jesus came into the world, right at the beginning, at his birth, Satan arose and many children were killed because Satan was looking for the redeemer. Satan was looking for the savior. Satan was looking for the deliverer among the young people who were destroyed. Before Jesus came into the world, Satan did his activities and man exchanged his right to govern, to rule, to take dominion over God's creation as God's ambassador on earth. Man exchanged that right. When he disobeyed God, Satan took that right. So he became the prince of this world. Let me show you again from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Why I believe that Satan has come into the world 
to destroy the world. Why I believe that this man was controlled by another force and what that force is. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, the God of this age, that same God which Jesus referred to as the prince of this world is coming. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot, and I lay emphasis on cannot, see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, the God of this age. As a matter of fact, in Luke chapter 4, which Jesus quoted from Isaiah chapter 61 and 1 down, Jesus quoted it in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 and 19. But I'm interested in the 18 where he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners. In Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1, he says, To set the captives free. Why was there a need? To set captives free. And who are the captives? Every humankind or mankind is in bondage to Satan. And Satan is the one controlling us until Christ Jesus comes in. Because we gave him that right in the garden. Now, the man I call Miniac, just as any other man who does not have relationship with Christ Jesus. And hear me, I'm not saying any other man who does not go to church. I mean any other man who has no relationship with Christ Jesus. Spirit gives birth to spirit, Jesus says, who has not been born again by the spirit of God, then has Satan as their father, again as Jesus will say in John chapter 8. You are of your father, Satan. He was a liar from the beginning. So anybody not controlled by Jesus is controlled by the prince of this world and his demons. So this man in our reading, who I call Miniac, on the physical was behaving and you see him as a madman many of us are well dressed but without christ we are madmen many of us are doctors engineers lawyers architects traders farmers students children it doesn't matter where you are married or married but without christ we are controlled by demons and we behave as maniacs that's my submission today so jesus went across the ocean and today jesus is coming across these airwaves to you to bring you deliverance but it will be up to you to want to be delivered or not and the reading said when jesus went across the lake to the other side of the region of the garrisons and got out of his boat the man ran to him not to ask for salvation but the man came for another reason today as you are hearing my voice my friend what are you asking Jesus? What do you want him to do for you? You have heard the name over and over. And maybe for some of you, you even go to church. Some of you, you have another religion. Some of you, you have no religion. But when you hear that name, what reaction do you have? What do you think of that name? What do you ask of that name? What do you want from that name, my friend? The Bible says the demoniac or the maniac ran to Jesus. You think he ran to Jesus to ask him. In my submission, we are going to look at seven requests that has been made in this reading. And for today, I want us to quickly look at the request of the demoniac. First, the demoniac made a request. One, verse seven. 
He said, in God's name, don't touch me. And you see an exclamation sign there. The request of the demoniac was also with a command. Because the word toucher means to inflict intense pain on someone by crushing, burning, wounding, etc. The demons made a request and said, don't toucher me in the name of God. And it was a command as well as a request. Many of us today want nothing to do with Jesus. But the request not to be tortured from the demons means that they know their end. Revelations chapter 20 and verse 10 says, The devil and his demons and all false prophets will be cast into the lake of fire, along with all those who do not believe the word of God. And the Bible says, being in that lake of fire is going to be for eternity. When the demons saw Jesus, instead of them to say, deliver us from the pending destruction, they said, don't torture us. Don't torture us before our time. Many of us think life is good. We call this side of life good. And we think being a Christian is a torture. We will lose something. We will lose our comfort. We will be asked to go to church. We will be asked for offering. We will be asked to deny ourselves. We will be asked not to have sex before time. My friend, there's nothing like waiting for the time when God will give you a life partner to marry. There's nothing like that. The thing we are running after, sex, all forms of immorality, homosexuality, lesbianism, occultism, deception, stealing, lying, killing, defrauding, name them. It doesn't matter what your status is. From the rich and famous to the poor and lowly, Everybody is breaking the word of God because we want our freedom. And yet that freedom is a torture and we don't know. And we believe that or we think that when we allow God to control us, then we are losing something. My friend, I came to tell you, you are losing nothing. Christianity is not a torture. It's a pleasure. Christianity is a joy. Christianity where you even sacrifice. No one can be sacrificed again, crucified again for the world. Christ has done it already. If you think it's too much to walk in holiness until the time that God provides, is it a home, is it a husband or a wife, is it money, what do you need? A job is not worth you destroying your life for it and calling it pleasure. It is not pleasurable not to know God and be your own God. I'm only going to tell you today about the one request the demons made. Do not torture us. In the name of God, leave us alone. Aren't many of us saying to God, leave us alone? Don't torture us. We want to be our own government. We want to be our own God. We want to live our own lives. Go with your Christianity, my friend. The demons made three requests, and we have looked at only one. You'll see the other two requests they made. What is your request of Jesus? Leave me alone to enjoy my life. I want to plead with you on this broadcast. Let Christ Jesus come into your life. He is knocking at your door right now. His intention is to make your life free. Bring you freedom. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Let him bring you deliverance. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news, to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to open the eyes of the blind and to set the prisoners free. May freedom be yours as you listen to me today. Let Christ come into you. You will know peace, my friend, I promise you. You will know eternal joy. I believe that as you have listened, 
That is your request. And not don't touch me, but give me this freedom. Pray with me, my friend. I want to pray with you. Believe in your heart that Jesus is able to set you free from every demonic activity. Say after me, Lord Jesus, indeed I am a sinner. I cannot help myself, but I have run to you for help. Be my Lord. Please be my Savior. Cleanse me with your blood and make me whole in Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.